Welcome, welcome, welcome. We, we made it. No one, uh, no one else has joined in with us, however. All these people screaming, hollering, texting, sexting, oddly enough, which, uh, you know, I had to mute and block some people. Um, just looking for information, looking for something called a rookie lottery. Which I think I think we heard about that something about a rookie lottery supposed to be happening. Yeah, somebody somebody mentioned it to me, uh, but I but I'm not too familiar with with the concept. Uh, what I am familiar with, however, is Discord. So so I posted a link on Facebook for everyone to join. Yeah. and join our Discord chat group. Discord is what we're actually using to record this podcast right now. Yes. Uh, and Discord is open to anyone. So if anyone were around mm-hmm. and had an internet connection yes. on their smartphone. And a working microphone on their smartphone. That's true. Uh, they could be here with us right now. Right now. And this is yeah happening live. You could just pop in. You could just go full autism on, on somebody and, and duck out. And you can do it. Right. You know. So not not that the Google line is is disappearing, but this gives everyone the opportunity to join in on the podcast. Yes. And uh, this will also ideally make the podcast a whole lot more easier to record. Correct. Uh, we, we ran a test the other night. Uh, I was at home wandering around my neighborhood just to make sure the connections didn't block out. Yeah. You, you were at your house and mm-hmm. Franco Mott was sitting at a middle school parking lot for an hour. And uh, we, we went yes. pretty, pretty, pretty smooth. Yeah, like, um, I guess at one point, some teenagers walked by and thought he was masturbating and in his car. And he may have been. I'm I mean, sure. I, I don't know about thought. I, I, true. I thought he already, we started off testing the recording. And Frank Lamont was uh, finishing up a punishing workout at the uh, middle school gym. And then... We, at least my impression was that <clears throat> Frank Lamont got in his vehicle and drove home and entered his house during all this. And we, because we, we were talking for a while, an hour, at least yeah, maybe an hour and a half. I think the recording was about an hour and a half. And towards the end, you know, Frank Lamont mentioned, like, you know, he's going to, this is a great idea, like, this is fantastic. And now it's going to be time to head home because he's starting to get some questionable stares from people as the glowing screens illuminating a man sitting in the shadows of a preschool parking lot. Right. A doodle bugs. Yeah. Essentially a doodle bugs, you know, yeah, like, just uh, finished working out at doodle bugs. Yeah. You saw white beater on pants off the glow of the screen, just capturing just a face of, uh, a face of shame and regret for all intents and purposes, probably the best way to describe it. And then, then he kind of rolled home. So we were in three different areas. One person was pretty much uh, minutes away from being arrested, essentially, uh, in the uh, in the Google Bugs parking lot. Um, I'm at home. You're wandering the neighborhood. And it worked. So we strongly encourage you guys. We're going to be using and incorporating Discord into a lot of different things this season. It's easy to use. You know, I know Sean Farrell was uh, screaming and crying about it, the app being garbage. 
Um, and if anyone knows garbage, let's just be honest here. If anyone is familiar with garbage, that would be Mr. Farrell. Yeah, that would be. He is, uh... His best moves are the really the moves that he made for other teams, dropping Rodgers to um, gift you uh, a key piece in, in a title run to earn your title of the wizard. But it really took him having to literally go from the East to the West coast, catch up packets in hand for him to really be a competitive team. And quite, I mean, look, I'm being honest. I'm glad he's a competitive team now because he's a great trash talker. And as amusing as it is for somebody to talk trash, who's really just hot garbage, like John L was essentially that. <laughs> we'll see if that's more John John L is that L stands for luck having that one good year was it a fluke will he retreat to being the really king of the toilet uh, going forward or will he turn that corner but for Farrell you know he's a great trash talker and I'm glad that he's actually competitive here so We'll see. He's got some decent keepers there, Montgomery and uh, Woodhead, um, as well as Pryor. So those are all very reasonably priced. So really, there's no excuse. He will not be in the lottery. Same with John L., who's actually getting the 15th pick uh, as he unbelievably was in the championship game, uh, getting throttled by uh, Jesse Swanson. In fact, manhandled, I think, was the, is a good word about it. It was a manhandling, uh, a manhandling a boy. Uh, so to speak, you know, not to throw it back to Frank Lamont's uh, parking lot exploits, but you know, we're going to use this for the podcast. We're going to put post the draft uh, rookie draft lottery, which again we are familiar with. It. Chuck's been reminding me for weeks uh, now about it. Every day I'm waking up to messages that it started asking where it was, then where the hell is it? Today I woke up and just said draft lottery. So it's not even, uh, it's not just being described to me, a draft lottery. So it is happening today. You know, uh, tonight, you know, the eight will be determined. And for those paying attention, either live somewhere or listening back on this, uh, on the podcast, we have eight spots. We have seven members. One team hasn't been filled yet. There's a possibility, you know, Greg may join us. We have a couple other potential options too. But that team, that bacon team right now, has five chances to win the lottery. So that team was, uh, you know, Chaz is moving on to um, to bigger things. I'm not going to say better things. But, uh, you know, he's moving on at least bigger. You know, he's getting swole in the gym, you know, doing his, uh, the macros and the, uh, the micros, the micros, the macros, you know, little, little, little working out, little hashtagging on uh, Instagram, doing that, uh, hashtagging it up. So uh, we, again, Jazz, we thank you for your years of uh, involvement in the league. And again, if you want back in, of course, you know, you can uh, be on that short list, just like Nick Mazzi returns this year, taking over Bobby $10 Walker vacant team. Yeah, and we're we're really gonna miss Bob. Yeah, like I, I miss him already. I miss the donations. I mean, <laughs> he was, you know, free money, uh, especially once Peyton Manning stopped being the Peyton Manning that most people remember him for. Uh, Bob, that was bad. It was bad, and 
he actually has some decent pieces there. So Mazzy, I mean, there's some uh, potential prospects there. Uh, again, I know it's a tough situation. I mean, Bobby at one point had Ezekiel Elliott, David Johnson in separate times and ended the season with neither of them. So, and really not a whole hell of a lot to show for it, I suppose. But, you know, we welcome Mazzy back. He's been itching to get back in. And he was showing great progress, Nick was, before he departed. And with one Nick coming in, you know, another leaves. He's a British actor. And obviously he was doing an American. No, no, no. He's Nick. Mazzy enters. Nick D'Agostino exits. And no, 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 no. This is Discord. But, uh, and we appreciate D'Agostino's participation. He, he's, he was in like 16 leagues. So, you know, I, I think maybe there were some moments where the the complexity of this league, maybe I got the better of him. But to be fair, D'Agostino's team taken over by Christopher Duhan has only one pick, one one chance, I should say, to get the number one pick because he actually was making a playoff push through the last week. So D'Agostino was finally starting to turn it around. So it's a little sad to see him go because I think he was starting to finally turn that corner. But at the same time, Duhan's coming in. And, you know, we know Duhan from Bronze League and – Looking forward to this. He knows what he's doing, but I but I'm also going to miss Duan being our auctioneer. Very true. Your mouth, Very true. Um, you know, we're gonna get the auctioneer situation taken care of as well. There's a few ideas there to to make it work. Um, you know, unfortunately OJ Simpson's parole is in October, so I'm not gonna be able to secure his services in time. Woo! That was bad. Thank you, Nick. We missed you already. Now, with those new members coming in, Mazzy returning, Duhan entering into the picture, Chaz exiting, and his uh, team up still for uh, availability. Obviously, Chaz remains in the lottery. His team will show, because again, this is being recorded basically for posterity's sake, so that there's no Patrick Ewing, New York Knicks, frozen envelope theories floating around, depending on who wins this lottery. Again, you know, the Wizard of Wind sitting here, you have seven chances. You had a rare down year. So, again, if you win the lottery, it's really – that wouldn't be a shocker since you have the really the second-best chance to win it. Um, Charles Borski has about three chances, and it's rare to see him as well in the lottery. And, again, if he were to win it, you know, again, that would be uh, quite a surprise. But if, indeed, Mancuso's former team wins it, that would be a very appealing um, – asset you know for a new owner to to get in on our first year of having the the rookie auction there and and you know what i see here yeah if we look on our podcast channel it looks like duan is here he's listening he's perfect you know we, we welcome him and again i'm looking forward to his uh just looking forward to seeing what he can do in this league idp you know there's going to be a lot of difference a little it's uh Quite a bit different than Franz League, which is why I love both leagues because they're essentially like the kind of the polar opposite of each other. One's PPR, one's standard, one is IDP, one is team defense. Amongst one has a million different scoring categories, the other is a little more streamlined. So it gives you two different kind of challenges: sixteen teams to twelve. And again, now we have this rookie auction, which will be uh, which will be taking place. So again, we appreciate Duan again. I just like the fact that he went in and instead of taking Chaz's team, which is better assets, 
in terms of at least IDPs. He doesn't really have any running backs. But Chaz also has better chances of getting that number one pick. He took the Augustino spot with the one chance and really not a hell of a lot in terms of assets. And he wants that challenge. So, you know, I, I strongly respect that. You know, somebody coming in saying, you know, give me, you know, give me the, 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 the most difficult team to work with. I'm going to rebuild this into a contender. Does that mean we're handing him Tyler's team? I mean, look, RG3. RG3 is in there. So uh, Tyler is RG3 and I believe CJ Anderson. And I know he told me he's keeping Dak Prescott as well. So he'll be set at the quarterback position, uh, which is very good. And speaking about being set at the QB position, the Constitution is out there. It's on Facebook. It's 10 pages. And now I'm not expecting everyone to pour over these 10 pages, but at least in one sitting. Again, you know, you're not reading James Joyce here. So it's, uh, it's an easy read for 10 pages. But at the same time, it's there for reference. It includes just about everything I could possibly think of, including the way the rookie auction works, um, or the rookie draft, I should say, in terms of the new prices for the keepers. You can keep them longer than you could the regular players. There's stipulations if you trade picks. You kind of lose the advantage of having the rookie cap or the rookie settings there. So that way we're not seeing like manipulation or things of that nature with teams trying to just get like 10 draft picks and whatever you know we want to make it a little more fair the idea is of course to have teams maybe that have been bad for a few years like a jeff tyler who's working his way up to in theory build these assets and eventually pull like a john ellen sean farrell where they after years of mediocrity farrell again is a core he's an original member i think one of the original eight now uh, who was in the toilet for years it's fine remember he basically took a good two to three seasons centering around Josh Gordon coming back. And, you know, yeah, that didn't quite work. So once he finally moved down from Gordon, you know, and, and cut that tie, he's suddenly a playoff contender. And he was a fantastic uh, pieces there in terms of keepers. And he's ready to, to rock and roll and do something. So it's, uh, it's going to be very interesting to see what happens with uh, the teams. Uh, this coming season. But the idea, of course, is for there to be that level of parity, the level of competitiveness, even to build up the rosters on an annual basis, because we really kind of married the concept of kind of a fantasy football annual league with a dynasty league and kind of merged them together. So I think we're, I think we're bringing in the best pieces of both without really kind of weighing anything down there. Right. Right, it's it's we we've talked about a dynasty league for for a few years now. Yep, we we looked at the logistics of of running one, and uh, well, there's not a perfect site out there. Yeah, uh, to to be able to run a, a dynasty league, we'd have to give up a lot of the, the amenities that we enjoy here. Exactly, and and I really like ESPN. I mean, for its flaws, and it's not perfect. It you know, we have the history on ESPN each year. I wish they'd bring back things like the power rankings, although Frank Lamont has been able to, like, do his custom ranking board to fill in the comments. Yeah. And that's been nice, too, because now we have unlimited space for the right or myself or whoever. But I just like the how fluid and easy it is to use the ESPN app. It's very easy to go into, and you can use it for all the sports now. You can, I have my basketball league on there and the 
Uh, football leagues are on there. And Highline. Yeah. Thank you. I mean, there, there's there's a lot on there where it's just very easy to use. So we didn't want to give that up. And I think we're going to find this year to be our most challenging yet. Again, we welcome Chris. We welcome back Nick. We say goodbye to the other Nick. We say goodbye to Chaz and Bobby. Uh, the toilet seat, drop that off whenever. Uh, and the $10, uh, I mean, come on, man. You know, it's, it's $10 for a kicker. If you didn't want to be in the league, you just say so. But we do thank Bobby for his donation in two leagues for the last several years. He's just been basically been hemorrhaging money with uh, absolutely. So so let's talk a little bit about, about what our next step is. Right? Yeah. So, we're, so we're going to have the, the lottery. Uh, starting August 5th, the actual draft begins. Yeah. Uh, it will be via Discord. Yeah. There will be a separate room for the rookie draft. Uh, whoever has the first pick, uh, starting August 5th, has 24 hours to announce that pick on Discord. And then it moves on to the next individual. Yeah. This will lead us up. Uh, almost to draft. Yeah. So after you find out your picks tonight or uh, whenever you listen to this podcast, you will have a couple of weeks to decide what you're going to do with them. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, right. And and the rules are, are listed out uh, in the Facebook comments. Yes. And the and the nice thing is, remember, you can make trades, you can draft players, you cannot sell players or picks. You know, that's still something that we're not putting into the league yet with salary cap manipulation. We feel it can just be exploited. Um, it may enter in, you know, again, feedback is always welcome for away ideas, you know, that can be down the road. Um, but eventually, I, I think that felt too much like European soccer in the sense of where players are sold uh, through their teams, you know, primarily for cash um, on the transfer market. And we kind of want to keep it more where an asset has to be traded for another asset, be it a pick or a player. And that option is uh, certainly going to be available. But again, the you don't have to draft somebody. Like, let me make this known now. I would strongly suggest drafting somebody. Because again, you can keep them for four years. It doesn't hurt to grab a rookie. Some of these guys are going to bust the court. Some of these guys will do okay. You're going to always have that guy that comes out of nowhere. But take the flyer now. I mean, you you have the potential to lock in these guys for like four years. They're very reasonably priced, especially you know, obviously as the picks you know send, you know, the players become a little cheaper there. But because it's moving on into the draft, but they are locked in. It's worth at least just taking a gamble on somebody. I you know. Uh, maybe a defensive stud, maybe a backup running back right now, or a wideout, a quarterback, if you really want to do that. Um, obviously, the studs themselves, like a Fournette or, you know, a Corey Davis, a Mixon, uh, Christian McCaffrey, guys that should get big-time playing. We'll see where Mike Williams goes. There's rumors he's going to be shut down already for the whole year with the back surgery. So will he tumble in the draft and could somebody grab him for a couple bucks and just stash him? With people getting stashed as well, also in the league constitution, the IR debacle, the days of the IR madness, highlighted primarily with our favor with Jay, Jay Feller picking up CJ Spiller, bragging, and then you so subtly just getting him the IR Spiller, and then the panic that ensued after he was going to have to keep so that almost destroyed the league. Uh. Listen, that, that that's what the IR spot was there for. That's that's all I was trying to do. Was 
to, sure. to remind that this IR spot is there for a ninja plan. Use it. Use it. And he took your advice, took the advice, and it, it caused chaos. And that's gone now. So you can put guys on IR that are listed as out, listed as IR on ESPN, and they can just stay there. They're not no longer going to be required to be kept for the next year. And it'll open up a roster spot, obviously. If you put a guy like in the Sammy Watkins situation last year where he eventually became healthy, you can actually have him on there. And as long as he, and you can keep him on there. And if he becomes healthy again and he's still sitting there and he loses the out designation and he becomes healthy, ESPN will not let you sign a player unless you make a transaction, unless you remove a healthy player from Ion. So this happened with Jake last season where he had to move players around. And you're going to have to uh, take that into consideration. So it's going to be easier this year. You can move guys on and off. You can stash some guys. So you don't have to worry about dropping players. You can still do that, though. If there's an injured player, if Watkins gets hurt for the year, and you want to cause people to free agent money, bidding wildly, by all means, you can throw them out there. What you really can't do is the chaos that was teased at last year where you're taking viable studs and just dumping them out there. We didn't put a restricted player list, but at the same time, we do have rules in place, measures to prevent anything that could just exploit the league, the competitiveness of the league. You know, it's one thing if you can get one over on somebody, make a slide trade or make a great free agent pickup. But at the same time, we don't want the system being exploited or abused in the sense of saying, I'm going to just drop my entire roster into the free agent pool because I want to see madnesses. Right. Exactly. I mean, just, just do it. You just use your head here. I mean, you can drop guys. We're not restricting things. But, again, you know, just for the sake of of, san- of sanity's sake, the 16, the competitiveness and whatnot, you know, just kind of do the right thing in that regards, and it's going to be nice and easy for everybody going. All right. Well, I think we've got the housekeeping out of the way. Yes. Let's, uh, let's get this this lottery is shot. Yeah. So again, this is going to be so that we have a document of this for the uh the history of the league. First ever my other league draft lottery will obviously work from eight down to one. And of course, just to prolong the suspense a little longer, as Klopp will announce each pick one at a time, he'll do the first pick and I'll throw out a few potential prospects in that position that that team should target. So um, that way we'll kind of work our way from eight to one. We'll have a few closing thoughts for the uh, first podcast episode of this season. Again, it's not going to be one of our marathon ones, uh, but we definitely wanted to have one while we did the lottery for you. And again, I'll give you some, some prospects. I'll primarily, I will primarily be sticking mostly to eight picks because I truly think that in the top eight, you're going to really want to look at offense here. There's some great potential defensive studs, but I really feel that that's going to be more in the middle round of the, in, in terms of the middle area, maybe 12 to 14, whatever, uh, 10 to 15, somewhere in that area to start picking up defensive players. But I'll stick to the prospects here as we go along. And uh, Mike, uh, you want to kick this off? All right, perfect. So let me run the and the number of opportunities that they have. Perfect. So Jeff Tyler has eight opportunities. Well, I was leader. I have seven. Mm-hmm. Marcus has six. 
Okay. Our undetermined new member has five. All right. Nick Mazzy has four. Chuck has three. Franco Puff has two. Ooh. And Chris, you have one. One. And again, just I again appreciate the uh just appreciate it, Chris. You know, I just that's it's ballsy. Well, without uh, further ado, let's let's look at pick number eight. Pick number eight. Here we go. 2017 MOL Rookie Lottery. And pick number eight. Duan. Duan. Okay, so he had one chance. Uh, the numbers fell where they were, and okay, I get that. There, uh, you know, we didn't have one of those Chicago Bulls, Derrick Rose situations. And for Duan, you know, with the figure at the number eight position, you're probably looking at an area where you're going to be looking at maybe a John Ross could be there from a wide receiver there for um, uh, for the Bengals. You could be looking at O.J. Howard, uh, David Joku from uh, Tampa and Cleveland, respectively, at the tight end spot. You can even start kind of looking at current running backs that are more, you know, backups for their team right now. Ones like a Donta uh, Foreman. Um you know, Alvin Kamara for the Saints could be a guy later on that could come up into play. Um, you could even be looking at some of the Packers running backs that they grabbed, or even the Jeremy McNichols in Tampa with the running back situation kind of a bit up in the air. Zay Jones from the Bills. You know, you're kind of looking at a guy that's more of a number two or a backup right now, but he could come in later on next year, later this year, the years to come, and turn out to be a transformative player for you. Sure. And uh, let me say this: yeah. as Duhan's pick was announced, he's exited. Okay. So thanks. So, thanks for making some time. For thank us. you, Doug. You know, I appreciate you logging in, finding out what your pick was, and immediately, uh, you know, hey, I respect it. You know, he came in, he he got what he wanted in terms yeah. of information. He's gonna cut on out of here, and he's gonna start planning. So again, he, I, I, I respect that. I respect that, Duhan, and. Uh, you know, look forward to possibly drafting uh, Juju Smith-Schuster, you know, from Pittsburgh there to see if uh, he can pop in there. Perfect. That's that's our number eight pick. Number eight. Number seven, Franco Puff. Okay, Franco Pussy. So, uh, now, Franco Puff was more, he had, what was it, two or three? Two. Yeah, so he had two. So, again, we're kind of seeing everything follow the, the odds as they were. Um you know, two, it was going to be tough, you know, to get to number one. So with uh, with Franco Puff, again, similar situation. You're going to want to look to more of the guys that I mentioned there. Grab maybe a receiver, a running back there, like a Foreman or a Kamara. I, I'm not sure if somebody like a Perrine from Washington is going to be there uh, at number seven because he could very well be starting the season. But this could very well be an interesting spot for Zay Jones to fall. Or maybe even Cooper Cup. Let's, let's take a look at number six. Number six is Nick Mazzy. Nick Mazzy, okay. So he has four. So he slipped down a little, and that uh, you know keeps Chuck alive at least for one pick longer. And with Mazzy returning again, looking at his roster, there's a, you know, a lot of opportunity there. And it's really one where if I were him, I would definitely be looking to a running back. And, you know, the guys I mentioned there could also be followed up with uh, a couple of the Packers running backs, Aaron Jones or Jamal Williams, if you wanted to take a flyer on them. Danal Pumphrey from Philadelphia. 
even a Deshaun Watson or, you know, uh, Trubisky for Chicago, if you wanted to stash a quarterback, but, um, in the lottery, I don't think a quarterback, at least in my opinion, Watson potentially, but I truly feel like those are guys that are probably better off after the top 10. Right, absolutely. I, I don't think there's a quarterback that's worthy of hitting the top eight. Yeah. I have established quarterbacks out there. Yeah, many of them. And, and again, there's no two-quarterback requirement this year, which is also a new change. So. You could grab three, you could grab just one. So I think that's going to really open things up. And we may very well see guys like Trubisky just linger on waivers for the entire year. Let's let's move on to number five. Number five is Charles Samborski. Charles Samborski. Okay, so he did. You know, he is at number five. And I know he was kind of angling for the top three. But the top five still, you know, gives him a uh, great potential. So, you know, there's a lot of options here. You know, my, I would say in terms of uh, top five, you know, we could be looking at, you know, Dalvin Cook, Joe Mixon, McCaffrey, Fournette. Those are four running backs right there. And I really like Kareem Hunt a lot. So that's five running backs. And that's not even including Corey Davis, who I think will be the best, at least initial wide receiver of this group. And, Mike Williams, which I don't see, he could be a guy picked up, but if his injury is as serious as it is, I do think he could fall out of the lottery and be scooped up by a guy like Blanker who is willing to wait on an injured player and gamble on the low price and the ability to keep them for many years. Like he feels right now to me like a Blanker pick right outside the lottery. But Chuck, you know, he's not getting number one, but there are still five very good running backs. I mean, Hunt, Cook, Mixon, McCaffrey, Fournette, and Chuck is guaranteed one of them if he doesn't want to go in the wide receiver route. Right. Uh, take number four, Jeff Tyler. Okay, Tyler. So he had the most uh, chances, and as I guess as his luck has been in this league, um, you know, he stumbles out of the top three. But at the same time, he is going to get a chance to grab a great player. So let's say on my board, I would say Fournette, McGaffrey, Davis, Mixon, probably the top four right now in some order. He's going to be guaranteed to get one of them. So yeah, he didn't get the number one choice, but at the same time, he's really going to be in a nice position where he can get one of those four building blocks. And you have to figure that it's very possible that, you know, he can maybe pick up a potential stud that could be effective for him as early as this year. The third pick, our new team. Okay, the new team, the uh, the untaken team. So it's nice uh, little asset here, a top three pick. And, again, that could be uh, a, a Fournette-McCaffrey-Mixon, Fournette-McCaffrey-Davis. Maybe it could be Davis. Uh, again, PPR is going to be huge, and I really like Corey Davis. I, I, I think a lot of people are going to be looking at the running backs, which is fair because they are – an asset that is hard, you know, there's far fewer of them than there are receivers. But I really think Corey Davis could end up being a big-time stud this year and is going to be a very attractive piece for our uh, new incoming owner. True. So that leaves Marcus and myself. Wow, black chocolate and the wizard. It's exciting. This is. I mean, this is what it comes down to. So Marcus right now, like, you're kind of right where you are. You know, like, you were here, you know, you had the odds to get a top two pick basically. That's what the numbers are telling right. us. 
So even if you end at number two, you at least met the threshold, you know, and if you're getting number one, then, okay, you, you bettered yourself even more. But Marcus is defying the odds right now. And I know there are people right now sweating bullets because as Farrell himself has put it, there have been dinners and we can think back to the uh, dinner at Texas Day Brazil in which Marcus almost traded a big time stud for a backup running back on the Rams. <laughs> it, it happened. I mean, Marcus was the bell of the ball that evening. And I'm pretty sure Jake sat himself right next to Marcus. Yes, he did. Chuck was across from him. And they worked him all evening. Worked him like, like a speed bag. And he almost, if, if, the only thing that worked for the rest of our favorites, I was sweating bullets a little. I mean, I looked like the white ghost because you know, I'm a pale guy to begin with. I was sitting right under a spotlight. So, I mean, there's a picture of me floating around on the interwebs where I looked like a 75-year-old man at one point. And it wasn't just because of the lighting. It was because I was getting worried that Marcus was about to flip an asset. I really forget who it was. I, I don't think it was. I feel like it could have been Antonio Gates, but I feel like it could have even been somebody better at that time for literally the backup running back on the Rams. And then the other trade, remember, Chuck was going to give Olsen back to Marcus. Right. Marcus we just gave him back. And it was going, so he was going to downgrade himself twice. And the only thing that worked in our favor was, I think, Chuck and Jake kind of, you know, going back and forth, they canceled each other out. And if I'm not mistaken, didn't you make the trade for Marcus? I feel like he did make a trade, like, uh, later on. I'm pretty sure I attempted to, but I don't think yeah, he made maybe that he made, specific trade. Yeah, maybe he did end up holding on to him. But we know that if Marcus gets, I mean, look, even with the number two pick, People are still going to be bringing him up. And I feel like it almost, in a way, could be even worse for Marcus to get the number two pick because I feel like Marcus is all or nothing. He's like, if I don't get this number one pick, then forget I'll just give this pick up. Who cares? And, like, I'm telling you right now, care. Because Fournette, I would say, is the consensus number one pick. Seems like he's going to be a bell cow for Jacksonville. And if he's not there, then there's still guys. There's McCaffrey, there's Mixon, there's Davis. Then there's the second tier. There's Cook, there's Williams, there's Hunt, who I like a lot. And already at that point, you're not even going to be considering a guy like Hunt or Williams or Cook because you're guaranteed, Mark, is one of the top two picks. So this is a valuable asset. You can have it for four years. It's It could be a franchise changer for you, Marcus. You know, you desired and longed and lusted for the month. You know, we've heard it for years, lusted for the month. This could be setting the table, setting out the silverware for the mutton that you could eventually gobble. We're, we're setting that table. Let's, let's hit. Let's find out here. Pick two. Pick two is myself. <laughs> so this offseason is about to get pretty damn interesting. Now, Again, you know, this really, honestly, you can't say this is a win for you either way. You maintained your odd. You know, you're getting a top two pick. You're going to still get a great piece. And I'm picking behind Marcus. Exactly. So God only knows who Marcus is. Marcus could be picking like Williams for all we know. Marcus could be picking, like I said, Carlos Henderson, Denver wide receiver. We don't know. But Marcus, there's a very strong chance Marcus won't be making that pick because it will be owned by somebody else. And remember, if you make that trade, 
which you can do, which is encouraged to make trades, you lose the benefits of the rookie. Now, what this means is this. You can still, and Blanker brought this up, so I, I do want to clear this up because it may have been confusing in the 10 pages. If you trade or if you don't trade, the rookie is a separate keeper. So we get our regular keepers. So we have five, five regular keepers. Then we have the one rookie. So then we have a total of six keepers coming into the draft, which means there's 14 players that each team will pick. Swanson gets an extra keeper because he won the league. So he's going to be able to keep six guys and then have a rookie for a total of seven. Now, if for some reason Marcus trades this pick, then that rookie still will count separately as the rookie keeper. And you'll get to keep your five veterans, assuming Swanson isn't the one making the trade, which I don't think he will be because he hasn't traded with anybody yet. So, like, let's say you and Marcus flip spots. You lose the benefits. Both picks lose the benefit of the rookie salary situation. So you're keeping them now no longer for four years. You still get them for the price that they're locked in at, but then they just follow the normal veteran process of being for the three years. So with that being said, we're looking at Marcus Taylor. You know, the, I wish that I could be like the cool kids, like the cool guy. And no kid will be heading into this offseason with the lottery just a couple weeks away, with people getting ready to blow the phone up on Marcus. And let me nobody get right through now. this shit. I got these blurred lines. Let me warn you now. Sometimes Marcus, you know, he, he may read the messages, but if you think he's responding to all of them, I got, I got news for you. I mean, don't hold your breath. You know, like there could be, you know, I'm sure he'll read them sometimes, some of them, most of them. But Marcus Taylor is in possession of the number one pick. I think that number one pick should be Fournette in a running back hungry league. I got news for you people, you know, in a later podcast before the draft, we're going to do a preview of all the teams, keeper predictions, and give you an idea what the market's going to look like for the auction. And I got news for you right now. That running back position is looking bare. It's, it's like DeMarco it really Murray, is. and it drops. Like Bilal Powell is going to be possibly going for a, a tremendous sum of money in the, uh, in the auction. <laughs> Not to knock Powell, but I mean, he could be going for a tremendous sum of money in this auction. <laughs> so, you know, again, manage your situations. We're going to do previews um, later on, you know, our next episode there. Discord is where we're going to event post the picks for now. We'll just type it right in the chat log. You'll be able to see it. You can look at it, comment on it, do whatever you want there, exit, leave a voicemail, do 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 whatever. Leave a message if anyone's on. You can talk to them. Um, trade offers, you know, there's a separate category titled in Chuck's honor to uh, throw out trade off. Chuck already has listed Julio and other. I think I even threw, you know, a post on there saying that I'm willing to listen to offers. You can start talking now about picks, about players. I mean, it's here now. Marcus Taylor has won the, the lottery. He's defied the odds. This league sucks! You sound ecstatic about that first pick, Marcus. You sound ecstatic. Now, you know, your phone bill, or well, if you're 
God only knows how. I hope he has unlimited uh, messages. In this day and age, I mean, who doesn't? I mean, unless he's operating on a cricket. It's true. I mean, he could be blowing up that cricket. So somehow here's the benefit. Um, I know we don't have anyone with us. Yes. But those that are on Discord, mm -hmm. which ideally next recording, yes. we'll, we'll get you a little bit of a, a fair warning that we're, we're recording. Yep. Yeah, yeah, you get a little bit of an I, your time I did shoot out some warning today on Discord to everyone that has joined, mm -hmm. which is likely how... Uh, do unpopped in. Yeah, there's like five people on there right now, or they were five or six, I think, set, so, set it up. So we'll let you know that the, the recording is taking place. Feel free to listen in live and join. Yeah, that's, you can, that's the whole purpose. This is why we're doing this. Yeah, it, it's they actively encourage participation. I know with the poo poo line, and again, Eddie has been, honestly, Eddie's do much better leaving poo poo line messages than managing fantasy football. Very true. Like, that's the whole way. Like, there's just, I mean, come on now. But the, what, what I would say there is that some people are not accustomed to, like, leaving a message. You know, like, it beeps, maybe, I don't know, they get nervous, they don't know what to say. They have to do it more, just throw it out there where it's not being recorded, something that can be played back. I don't know. But you don't even need to use a phone in the sense of calling out to a number. You can have this app open. You can listen. You can jump in when you want and, and say something. You can exit back out. And you can do this basically from anywhere. So right now, like Klopp and I, I mean, we're in you know my office here, setting everything up, recorded the lottery so we can have those results up, posted later, at least have it for in case anyone needs to see it for whatever purposes, auditing or whatever, in case anyone's concerned to make sure that we write everything off correctly. But there may be future episodes where you'll be at home, I'll be here, and we'll be able to record. And then somebody, Frank Lott, could be, you know, doing his lifting there at the uh, prenatal unit and uh, could be ready to want to post after he's been, you know, sleeping in the backseat of his car for a while. He might want to jump in and say something. You can do it. Like, just interrupt me by all means. You know, come in here and say something and go out the door if you have to, but, or engage us in the conversation. You know, argue a point, throw, you know, trash talk, do whatever you want, speak up. A lot of trash talkers, you know, on that Facebook page, they get pretty quiet, you know, when they it do. comes to, uh, you know, John L., you know, uh, wonder where that draft is, wonder where he is on there. Does he know, you know, like, wonder where some of these people are, you know, they, they can leave, you know, can type, you know, there's some keyboard warriors here, but, you know, we don't really hear a lot of voices. So you want to keep bearing in mind, believe me, I could talk till the sun comes up. But, but let's start hearing some other voices there because, you know, we're going to, you know, we'll, we'll, you know we'll, we'll do it right here on the podcast if we have to. We'll do it live. Fuck it. We'll do it live. Yeah, we'll do it live. But, yeah, that's, uh, I would say that about wraps it up for the lottery. Um Again, we'll have the results typed up on Discord shortly. This podcast will be uploaded shortly as well, so you can listen to that. Those that didn't tune in live on Discord or uh, haven't jumped in or downloaded the app yet. But again, as Klopp said, he put in some work on that. Um, again, not, we never said he was building the Matrix, as Chuck implied there, but uh, he did kind of put this into action there. Uh, so we definitely encourage everyone to use I think you can just open up further participation in the league, make it more fun, entertaining for everybody. And then we will be coming back with another podcast before the auction. 
not going to say what day it is because, you know, again, that seems to be another thing. You know, people, aside from being keyboard warriors, really lock those dates, grind them into stone. So uh, we, we don't really want to throw a date just yet. But the point is to have more episodes than we did last year because it was getting, it was quite tough, especially, you know, mid-season with all the stuff going on at work and whatnot. It can be very difficult to actually record and get together and do it. And we had a very shortened season and there was a lot of things we wanted to do we couldn't roll out. So you want to see us roll this stuff out, you know, engage with us, give us feedback, you know, trash talk. Just jump on and tell me to shut my mouth. Podcast sucks too. Well, that's feedback. That's feedback. It's a start. And we'll work with that start. All right. Well, listen, thank, thanks everybody for, for listening. Not live with us. Yes. Uh, Chris did pop in again and make a chat that uh, he, he said he couldn't hear us. I can hear. I have had set, uh, had set a headphones in. Yes. I can actually hear the podcast. I can confirm it's recording. Uh, maybe he was attempting to use speaker on his phone, which doesn't seem to work. Um, yeah, Eric can come in really low because when we tested, I used it on the phone. It was really low. And I'm on an iPad now on discord and if you know when i listened when we were testing out with franklin and whatnot you guys were coming in crystal clear so um you know again play around with it try in some iphones i mean it's again the apps obviously it's not you know it's not flawless but at the same time it is very easy to use all things considered it's basically like an aol messenger in a way that you can also talk on so we know we've opened up the maya the party line exactly it basically is a party when you think about it so it's not difficult at all to use. Um, again, there may be a little kinks here and there, but try to put in the headphones, just turn on the speaker, turn on your mic, do whatever. And, you know, I, I think you would be okay there. All right. Well, perfect. That, that'll wrap our first episode. We'll talk to you soon. Yes. Take care. My in my in my personal experiences, like the more alcohol I consume, uh, the harder my erections and the and the and the increased stamina. Oh, are, are you guys even listening to what I'm saying? I don't think anyone's invited me to anything. When I grow up, I don't want to be a piece of garbage.